ahead and get right to it, you know? Okay, let's um, go. Getting right to it means your joke yes, first. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course it is. <laughs> um, Can't miss that. <laughs> why, why did the old man fall in the well? He couldn't see that well. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, all right. Another one I'll take home to my daughter. <laughs> She'll like it. I like how you have four daughters but there's only one that you're going to take that home well to. there's like there's there each one of my daughters will give a different response and and on this one a joke like that there's going to be like the two of my daughters are going to roll their eyes and say that's stupid one daughter lexi is probably gonna be like oh that's a good one dad you know and then and paisley's the only one that will actually laugh and think it's funny so <laughs> Lexi's just there for moral support. She's there to like make me feel good, even though she knows it's not a very good joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She'll smile at you. Yeah. <laughs> I still love you. Yeah. No matter what, dad, I still love you. Yeah. Oh, Thanks man. for being my dad. You know. <laughs> that kind of attitude. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so we're out in a new spot that we I haven't checked out before, and I'm pretty sure this is your this first This is time. awesome, man. This is really beautiful. Yeah, this is this has been really cool. Uh, Ty's starting to get into uh, turkeys. He's interested <laughs> in turkeys, so he's got his ear out for turkeys. We, we actually heard turkeys before as we were loading this up right now, and I'm like, all right, I'm in the right spot then. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Even though the turkey season's over now. Yeah. So. Well, still, it's good. It's always, I know you're always scoping. Yeah. <laughs> always looking. Yeah. So, um, no, so I, I, the thing that I wanted to talk about today is kind of how do you bring unity or invite unity into whatever spaces you go into? I'm going to give you a little bit of context we have we've got this this team that we're building over at love strong right our therapists and office staff and and it's been really cool to watch the evolution of people making connections to each other and actually not just showing up for some company meeting, meeting. yeah it's like there's there's actually something taking place some some real interpersonal uh connections um We've got a, a family reunion that's right around the corner. Um, your daughter's getting married, so we're going to have a, a bunch of different yeah. groups almost everywhere we go, right? Yeah. And in my mind, <laughs> somebody can look at something like that and kind of brace themselves. And oh, like, oh, no, here we go, which is what I do to a lot of social things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So how do, you, how do you flip that and turn it into maybe some level of excitement and even figure out how to engage people in a way that brings unity this is a really good discussion chase i was kind of thinking similar thoughts just yesterday after the, the company meeting we had because it was such a good meeting it seemed like there's a lot of participation a lot of buy-in on what we we're trying to do we're, we're working on creating a new program right now and decided to open it up to our whole staff to try to help us develop it instead of just us do it, <laughs> you know, which, which novel idea. yeah, which actually then turned into a really cool process to see how everybody was contributing with their own perspective and their own ideas. And there was like this really nice feeling of, you know, Stephen R. Covey calls it synergy, where there's a benefit to everybody and there's a lot more that gets done because we're working together than we could do on our own, right? 
and thinking about wanting to build a good like company and build a good team I think it's a really good question that we probably need to do more research on ourselves, but, um, you know, and we will continue to do that. But there are a few things that I know bind people together and make a feeling of unity. Um, the first one that comes to mind right off the bat is shared experiences. You know, you and I, we have a great friendship and a, a big part of that is because we're in the day to day trenches of trying to build our own company, but also we get out and do this kind of stuff. We go on trips together, we go on hikes, we work on these uh, retreats that we do. And when you, when you create a shared history with someone else, you can't help but feel more connected to them because number one, there's something to fall back on to remember and talk about. There's also something that you've done together and where we as human beings are kind of, we want to be on the in and when we've gone and done something together, we've, in essence, created something where we're both on the in, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, I look at, like, another thing that kind of comes to mind is uh, struggle and challenge actually builds unity, <laughs> you know? It, it can, right? <laughs> it can also tear people apart. <laughs> right. Outward struggle and influences yeah. and not just internal strife. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I look at like, I look at our line of work and man, the marriages, they get through something like betrayal trauma and actually figure out how to get through it and rebuild trust and rebuild their lives together. They sort of create sort of an unbreakable bond with one another. And part of that is because they've been through hell together. <laughs> you know, like I, I know that my wife is all the way in because she would have left me a long time ago if, if, if she wasn't, you know? And so there's like some sense of unity in that, right? Yeah, forged in the, the fiery furnace. Yeah, it's the crucible, right? And, and, and it might be that, or, or you look at like what they do to, to military people going through boot camp. They subject them to something really, really hard. We do that to people in our retreats. We subject them to a lot of pain. And, and it often binds them together yeah. and to the point that it's like they have an emotional connection and not just a, oh, I might see that guy in the supermarket kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Chase? Well, no, I mean, just piggybacking off of that last thought, uh, I, I look at the fruit of the retreats and it seems like people come away as blood brothers and blood sisters by the end of it almost in a really bizarre fashion of, of yeah. how do you get to know somebody over three days never having seen them before and then come away feeling like I can rely on that person the rest of my life yeah you know it's kind yeah. of how it feels that's what it feels like that's yeah. what I think some of the people that we've had go to our treats would actually tell us yes yeah right they've, they've developed those kinds of relationships and then they've gone and cultivated those relationships further even further, further. yeah you know yeah, to your point um, about shared experience and that cultivation, I know uh, a few of the guys from the last retreat got together and, and went down and had a, a weekend together in St. George, and and that's that's more of that kind of bonding that it 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 does make a difference. It makes a big difference, and and what that took was all of them taking the initiative and setting the intention to actually cultivate those relationships too. Right. It, it, it's not going to form itself and continue to fuel itself unless there is some type of intention action towards that cultivation. 
and that can be done in lots of ways. I mean, going taking a trip is one thing, or yeah. you know, going through a challenge is another thing. But also just the little day-to-day -day things of setting intention, noticing one another, being grateful for one another. Um, that's something that I think I noticed that I felt in our meeting yesterday was I felt a ton of gratitude towards all of our team for the way they were putting themselves into yeah. the project and what they were willing to offer and what they were willing to share. And I think if they know, if they know that we're grateful, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like watching that movie Couples Retreat, where I, I don't know if you remember this part, but they get to the island and the guy there, like concierge guy, is named Stanley, spelled with a C, right? But but they like go to give him tips or offer him some payment. He's like, we don't accept cash here. We only get paid with smiles, you know. Like, you know? And he like gives him this like cheesy smile. It's like it's so funny how so many of us as human beings are so starved for that yeah. that we would far rather take a word of gratitude than some type of like formal compensation. You know, it's like we'll all work for smiles. So, you know, but I think there's a principle of truth in that too. Yeah, no, that's that's really true. I mean, I look at my marriage, like I look at my marriage and honestly, if I were to come home and, you know, I'm standing there and I see that maybe the dishes are still in the sink for the day and I jump in and I start scrubbing the dishes and uh, just to try to help out. And my wife comes in and is like, oh my gosh, Tyler, you never looked so hot before. <laughs> like... You know, I'm gonna the, be the like, word is tour play, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't heard yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah, put that one in your pocket. That's great, man. Yeah. There's, so. a, there's a guy named Kev on stage that he, he I'll have to find the clip and send it or post it in the description, but man, it's He's a stand-up comedian that nailed it when he was talking about you get married and you think it's going to be all this, you know, hot relationship and, and everything. And as time goes on, you, you got jobs, you got kids, you got all these things just kind of yeah. wear you down. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, your body kind of starts looking a little different. It's not as, you know, voluptuous in, in the, the way that it once was or as rock hard. But <laughs> the stuff that you do changes yeah. <laughs> in order to you kind of so make true. it known that hey uh, you know I'm just looking out for you maybe you and me could you know, maybe we That's... could hook up later you know he's like in there scrubbing dishes and he's talking he's like I just want to let you know girl I put some I paid your interest on your student loan. She's like, student loans? <laughs> like, starts getting undressed. Like, oh, man, that's 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 it, you yeah. know? <laughs> so way to go on those dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. No, yeah, but, like, just that that word of, like, hey, thank you. Or, wow, like, that, that's amazing. Or I noticed you. It's like, I'm, like, grabbing the mop. I'm doing the next thing. Like, yeah. man, I love, I love, like receiving that from her and i feel so much connected more connected to her when that when that happens and something as simple as just making sure that the gratitude gets spoken can be really big at i think building unity and, and growing connection yeah oh dude i'm gonna try not to cry um i was thinking about avatar 2 have you seen it yet i haven't seen it yet. <sighs> It's it is I believe a must watch. Really, yeah. I, man, I have a hard time. Really, with Avatar, but I'll I'll, I'll probably buckle down and watch uh, it. It's this one is far better than the first one. All right, and the themes there's some stuff that it, it's gonna get you. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, the 
and maybe I, I don't want to reveal too much, but the principle that I do want to highlight is they use this phrase um, constantly, um, and it's "I see you." I see you. That's I what see they say you. to each other. Yeah, and then they'll they'll use the relationship, whatever term that would be. So I see you, brother. I see you, son. I see you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they don't just say it like haphazardly, like. Hey, good morning. I see you. You yeah. know, it's not anything it's like, like that. It's you. like, no, I see you. Yeah. And um, there's just so many points where that is kind of what you're alluding to yeah. when somebody's like, hey, I, I see you. You're doing this, taking this extra effort and doing this work to make our lives better. And yeah. thank you. Truly, yeah. I see you. Um that by itself just has so much power to be able to see somebody. I was thinking about the the meeting yesterday. And one thing I thought was really cool is that we sit in a circle essentially, and there's not a ton of us. There's seven, eight, depending on if everybody shows up and varied relationships. So this person might know this person a lot. This might, this person might know this person like almost none, Um, and then everything in between and still we are looking at each other and and having kind of these moments where our eyes will make contact with each other literally seeing each other and cracking a joke and smiling and laughing and and kind of giving positive reinforcement like yesterday one thing I saw your wife my sister Rhiannon uh, do that was really cool is John had an idea and I was kind of, you know, being playful and jokey with it. And, and Rhiannon took it a different direction and said, no, John, that's a really that's cool a idea. idea. And, Let's and talk it out. Yeah. It's like the, the improv technique of yes. And, yeah. um, to help build that, that collaboration and, and unity. And she did it in such, just such a natural way. And I thought that that's something that you can do, um, to, to add, add to that unity. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. You're, you're talking to, and it makes me think of, there's the four mantras that Thich Nhat Hanh professed to building relationships. And the first one is, darling, I'm here for you. The second one goes along with the I see you one that says, darling, I know you're there. And and knowing that, that, that I'm here for you and I know you're here for me, when when we both are able to, in essence, speak those things, whether it's verbally or even more importantly, through our behaviors. That's kind of what was going on in the meeting when, yeah, you were having fun with it and John was laughing, but then Rhiannon stepping in and going like, and John, like, I'm here for you. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm here for you and let's actually flush that out a little bit and not let that get glossed over. And to watch that happen and to, and to know that every person in the room felt safe enough to be okay to share their thoughts, their ideas, creativity you know we may not go with every single idea that got thrown out but everyone felt safe to share because they know that they know they're going to be respected and valued for what they're bringing too we're being there for each other in a certain sense absolutely so i think that's probably another piece of it is if there is any level of leadership it's the onus is on you to kind of establish that that safety i know you do this really well in in your groups right this is kind of a 
core necessity yeah, for, for it a to good, function for a well. good group, like yeah. a good therapy group, at least the way that I run my groups, is making sure, and this is like, like, like what you said, yes, and I do that a lot in my groups where I want everybody who has anything to bring to bring it, and it's my job to help tease the truth of what they set out and move it in the direction that it needs to go for the whole group or the principle that we're talking about that day or or do any correction that might be going on but it's always a yes and instead of a no no you're don't don't talk anymore bud you know because <laughs> because that'll shut everything down right but but we want to bring that out and the only way that creativity can happen is with vulnerability and the only way vulnerability can happen is if we're establishing a relationship of trust. And trust is established through empathy and work and effort over time. And I think shared experience, you know, one, one other thought for connection that I know works for me really well, and it's really simple, but I think there's a reason why everyone's obese is food. You know, like when, when, when you break bread with somebody, when you share a meal with somebody, there's something connecting about that. That's why we can't stop eating Wingstop. It's exactly. It's like I crave Wingstop every single week for company meeting. You know, it's like I start thinking of Wingstop, my mouth starts to water. Right now, it's like six in the morning. Chelsea heard B was coming up today and she's like, oh, so you guys are getting Wingstop today. <laughs> I was like, maybe that, that might be true. Or we're going to that Mexican place you'd like to go to. One of the two, maybe both. You know, we might do breakfast at Wingstop, like at seven. You know? <laughs> but no, like, um, <laughs> sadly, that might be true. Like, luckily, they're not open yet. Yeah. So, and I would know. Um, <laughs> that's you end up at Denny's otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that is some, there is some research behind that, that it, 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 there's a book called the intentional family and they look at all these different aspects of what makes a family strong and stay together. And out of all the research that they found, the number one thing that makes a strong family is, is that a family has regular mealtime together and they sit around the table and actually eat with one another and and I, I don't think I don't think it's like a coincidence that, you know, even salespeople like one of their best tools is you don't just go meet somebody at their office. You take them to lunch. Yeah. Right. You, you hit the golf course. Yeah. You hit the golf course yeah. and, you know, whatever you do there with drinking some beers and going for a walk. But yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but like there's something about food. And I wonder I wonder if it's I wonder if it's the satiation that we experience that actually connects us to whoever we're doing it with so like an association kind of thing yeah yeah so if i've i don't know if this is true or not i know that i know that eating together does bring connection i don't know why but i'm guessing that part of it is, is that we're it's basically classical conditioning yeah. that when i eat it feels good to me to eat and when i eat with somebody especially if it's in a positive light then i feel more connected to them partly because i'm getting the satiation at the same time that i'm having the connection we're going to call that association <laughs> <laughs> whatever you just said no try and say it association 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 <laughs> there you go association we're coining that yeah. Guarantee that doesn't exist. Yeah, that probably doesn't exist and nobody's going to use it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of yeah, like, like saying an anemone. It's, it's, yeah, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. Yeah. yeah. No, I think to your, to your point, um, I've, I've been feeling a need to connect to my wife in smaller ways. Yeah. And we've been watching sunsets together. 
been awesome. Cool. It hasn't That's been. Really cool. It's not no no big grand phenomenal thing there. But we're last night is a perfect example of where I was feeling a little disconnected from her. She was feeling a little disconnected from herself and probably from me and whoever else. And uh, she went shopping, came back, kids were down, and said, "Hey, do you want to go sit out in the driveway and watch the sunset?" It's not like it's some yeah. beautiful landscape like where we're at now. <laughs> Um, and there's literally cars blocking our view, you know, and we sit down and just start talking, just we're eating busy. cherries and throwing yeah. spitting seeds and just chatting with each other. And by the end of that, I felt so much closer to her. So that's awesome. It works on a lot of different levels. It, it seems. makes me think of being a kid and my parents have this like little porch, like right on the front of their house. And growing up as kids, you know, we'd always go over to the church parking lot across the street and we'd play street hockey or we'd play night games or we'd, you know, play football or whatever it was over there at the church. But then almost every night, especially in the summer, almost every night, all of my parents and then all of my friends' parents would all kind of gather on my mom and dad's porch. They'd bring over their little lawn chairs. They'd just sit there and talk and tell the exact same stories every night <laughs> and laugh at the same stories every night. And then we'd come get done playing and it would start to get dark and we'd come sit down on the porch and just sit there and laugh and hear the stories be told. And man, like I, I, I grew up on Fillmore Street and I say Fillmore Street and everyone else who's listening right now is going like, what's Fillmore Street? But Fillmore Street was a kid's paradise. And part of it was because I had, I had like six sets of parents, yeah. you know, because there was this shared community thing. And, and I think a big portion of that was we all got home from work and we ended up on the porch with each other talking. And I don't think that happens a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, any, any last thoughts that you might shed uh, some light on, on family relationships and how to, I, I know we've kind of traversed a bunch of different areas, but the, the one with family reunion coming up, that's on my mind. And it, things can be a little bit more, dicey because of having so much past so history. So much history and yeah. not all of it's always good. Right. Yeah. Right. Even though we all love each other, you right. know, that's what families are. 